0: That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What up? And Brandon. Yo, yo. Here at the Geek Peak, we strive to provide you the best content from all across the pop culture multiverse. Think of us as your content concierge, seeking out all the best movies, TV, games, and music to save your valuable time. We have a different adult beverage every week, and we like to keep things light and fresh, so coming out with us. So check us out on all your favorite podcasting platforms. That's Geek Peak, Like a mountain. And check out our site at geekpeekpod.com. To Taboos, the podcast where we talk about taboo culture with foul mouths and drinks in hand. I'm your host, Celeste. How y'all doing today? I'm so happy that you tuned in. Today's episode is going to be so fantastic. If you clicked on the tile because it says pockets, you're in the right place. And we are, in fact, talking about pockets today. It's going to be so fucking great. I'm so excited. Before we get into today's episode, let me tell y'all what I'm drinking. Today, I have one of my absolute, very most favorite beverages, if not my most favorite beer, which is a Moonman by Nuglaris. Shout out to every episode that we have ever called out Moonman. If y'all are new here, go listen. This is my favorite beer. I absolutely love Nouglaris in general, but Moonman is my favorite with its little paw print on the can. Oh, it makes me so happy. And ah, oh, oh, it's so good. So there's Moonman, Yeah. Okay, great. Thanks for letting me share that with you. Highly suggest. 10 out of 10. You can only get it in Wisconsin, though, so make a trip. Or let us know if you'd like us to run a beverage contest. We do that sometimes. So if that's something y'all would be interested in us doing, let me know. We'll make it happen. There will be Moonman in the box. I promise. All right. Enough about my drinking habits, which honestly, y'all need to know I don't drink. I only drink for this show. I really only drink for the sake of being able to talk about the drinks that I drink with you guys. I hate drinking. (laughs) So, okay. (laughs) There's that. Those are my drinking habits. Let's get into this shit. Let's talk about some pockets. I have a disclaimer for today because why the fuck wouldn't I? And the disclaimer is... We are we are talking about pockets. Calm down. I mean, if it makes us all feel better, I'm not a lawyer or a medical professional, nor was I around at the dawn of pockets. So I'm honestly just here to report what I found when I set out to understand pockets in all their depth. See what I did there? See what I did there? Oh, I'm so cute. Allie just rolled her eyes hardcore. She hates me. It's fine. Real talk, though, I am a feminist, so I just need us all to be on the same page that it is possible that the following content may be triggering for some listeners, those listeners specifically being men who suffer from male fragility. So if that's you, I really ask that you value your inner peace and just shut this shit off right now, okay? because that's what we would say on any other episode. And it's true in this one too. I'd honestly hate to waste your time. I'm sure there's a misogynistic convention that you'd rather be at anyway. So yeah, go. Have fun. Choke on a crouton. Oh, 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 oh. And if you see Bill, tell him I said hi and I hate him. Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks. Yeah. I always feel like there's some sexist asshole named Bill. So Bill felt like a safe bet. <laughs> Shout out to the quote unquote piece of shit whose sexual assault conviction got overturned Mr. Bill Cosby. That quote being directly from our alley girl in our racist versus everybody else episode. (laughs) But for everybody else, now that those douchebags are gone, let's talk about some fucking pockets. Let's start with the definition of pocket, shall we? Quote, a small bag sewn into or on clothing so long as to form a part of it used for carrying small articles, end quote. Another definition offered was, quote, a small patch of something, end quote. That one I thought was interesting. I-, I agree with it. I recognize it. I just wouldn't have ever come to the place of saying a small patch of something is synonymous with pocket, but I totally get it. I would just use pocket instead of patch though, I guess. <laughs> okay. My non-English major ass is going to sit the fuck down right now. So let's get into some history. And it is fucking insane. We honestly all need to just brace ourselves. The following information came from the article. Why do we have pockets? The surprisingly deep history. Dun dun. Um, shout out to our can pop in this episode. I accidentally made a dun dun noise. And here we are now. The suspense of this episode, you guys. I can't even deal with it. And this article came from today.com and can confirm the article sure was written like it came from today.com. Quote, pockets first began appearing on waistcoats and trousers about 500 years ago. As you already know, about half the population wasn't wearing trousers back then. For women in the 1600s and beyond, pockets were a separate garment that tied between a skirt and a petticoat. These pockets functioned like purses and could hold enough treasures to make Mary Poppins as well as her infinitely expanding carpet bag, pin cushions, thimbles, pencil cases, knives, scissors, keys, spectacles, watches, diaries, personal grooming objects like combs and mirrors, and obviously (laughs) snacks. Just to name a few of the items that commonly toted around below the belt, according to an exhibit about pockets at the Victoria and Albert Museum in London end quote. That all changed in the late 1800s, however, when the Victoria era saw pockets became smaller, more ornate, and basically useless, end quote. Shout out to the late 90s when no pockets was a fucking thing. Death to all who ever designed pocketless pants. Death to you all. These quote-unquote ridicules or really early handbags were worn outside of the clothes and were meant to be pinned on or attached as a belt their very dainty look was a status symbol in itself signifying a life of leisure and a husband who had finances end quote your sugar daddy had some money so you got some fucking pockets Oh, you heard that right, ladies and gentlemen. The only reason that pockets were a thing for women was if their husbands were not only wealthy enough, but generous enough to give his bride a little snack sack. Okay? Okay. Cool. Quote, from there, purses took off. Pockets, as we know them, more or less disappearing from women's clothing altogether though they continued to be a fixture in men's tailoring, end quote. Of course the men wanted to keep the snack sacks and a place to put all their money that their fragile wives were too simply to carry. Why wouldn't they? Quote, that is, until the 1920s, when women co-opted menswear style for themselves, and therein took back the pocket. What a time to be alive, end quote. Yep, mm-hmm, the 20s. Ha <laughs> ha! It sure was swell for all of us saddled with the apparent misfortune of being born with a vagina. That's what everyone says when the 20s are brought up for sure. Ask all my women friends with a small sidestep. Shout out to the 19th Amendment. Really for real? Which also was a huge win for women in the 20s. I'd like to submit the 19th Amendment as proof that the 20s was not the era for women. Yes, I would like to do that. Quote, boyish cuts and menswear-inspired looks gained popularity in the late 20s, especially with Hollywood stars like Greta Garbo and Marlene Dietrich. But the trend remained somewhat controversial and off the radar until about 1933, when Women's Wear Daily became the first big name to address the trend in an article called Get this, quote, will women wear trousers? Oh, will they? Honey, oh honey, we wear them better than men do. Sorry, not sorry. Have y'all ever seen a fine-ass woman in some golf shorts or pants or business pants? Or a pantsuit? A pantsuit? You guys, a fine-ass woman in a pantsuit. Be still my beating fucking heart. Mmm. yes. Okay, sorry, I'm back. Quote, at the time, Women's Wear Daily simply reported the trend without getting too deep into what it represented. But in a 100th anniversary issue in 2010, Women's Wear Daily called the story one of the biggest moments in fashion. The first major movement in the limelight for, quote, unquote, directly from this article, gender bending borrowed from the boys style, end quote. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's 20 fucking 10 when this article was wrote. That is still not even the correct way to say that shit in 2010. Demoralizing. Moving on. My special guest notebook and I were really mad about it, <laughs> and we're gonna talk about why. Don't you worry. Just sit tight. I'm reading this article. Quote: While Women's Wear Daily has been reporting the acceptance of trousers in inner quote cinema circles. And inner quote aka female actors and most likely what they're implying is masculine lesbians quote while the consumer press has been discussing the controversial subject of inner quote will women wear trousers at least two progressive manufacturers alert to the ever-shifting whims of fashion. They've been quietly at work designing tailored cloths to meet this demand. The takeaway being that the consumer dictates the market to an extent. So the menswear trend was actually something that women wanted and embraced despite the controversy, not something that the patriarch forced upon them, aka a total win for feminism. End quote. And yet, we couldn't call it anything other than borrowed-from-the-boys style? Really? (laughs) Bitch, no. Remember how we had snack sacks? They took that shit from us, borrowed my fucking ass. And honestly, nothing pisses me off more than anyone thinking or talking about women believing that we've ever borrowed anything from men. Women create men. Women raise men. Men borrowed life from women. You better believe that. Quote, once androgynous fashions became more common, so did pockets, though the rise of purses allowed them to be geared more toward form than function. The mid-1900s show lots of shallow but dapper-looking pockets that couldn't hold a compact, much less an iPhone, which luckily wasn't an issue at the time. End quote. Yeah, today.com has some jokes, apparently. Shout out to my least favorite pants of all fucking pants, though. Like, you guys, I need you to understand. I fucking hate pants. I loathe pants. Oh, my God. Fucking leg prisons for days. No, thank you. I do not like being confined by pants. Actually, when I used to drink, fun fact, that's how my friends knew it was time to cut me off. (laughs) If I said my pants were hurting my feelings, it was time for me to be done drinking. (laughs) Real. And they always hurt my fucking feelings, even when I'm sober. But a drunk mouth is a sober heart, so I have to talk about my feelings. (laughs) Moving on. I especially hate fake pocket or non-pocket pants. Like completely fuck right off to all of those pants. I hope you've enjoyed this public service announcement about pants. Quote, and then jeans came along and the world got better in so many ways. But most crucially to this conversation, people realized that having actual durable pockets on their day-to-day clothing was kind of the best. And now all we have to worry about is remembering to take our phones out of them before we go to sit down and maybe how to get that Alanis Morissette song out of our heads. End quote. Cause I got one hand in my pocket and the other one is hailing a taxi cab. Okay. So glad that's all we have to worry about now. Thank goodness. Oh, I'm so glad. Let's talk about this concept with a little less polish and poise that today.com must perpetuate because I really don't love the whitewashing that we just read through. Hence sort of my tone and sarcasm and all the things. So let's just take a different approach to this one that feels a little bit more realistic. The following came from The Bewildering and Sexist History of Women's Pockets from Medium.com. Shit's about to get bumpy. Let's go. Before I go into this quote, I can confirm this is real. I can confirm this. The following quote is a true testament from my life that was written in this article. Quote, it's an age-old struggle. You find the ideal pair of jeans, trousers, dress, or jacket. It's the perfect cut. The color is dreamy, and your face brightens. It has pockets, and they seem to be ginormous. Like you'll actually be able to fit more than just your pinky finger inside, but the sensation of elation doesn't last. You get closer, you inspect the garment in detail, and voila, the pockets are fake. End quote. Fake as a Daniel Radcliffe lookalike hired to do magic at your 10 year old's birthday party. We are all either mad that the tricks are trash or that he's only a lookalike and has no idea what blacklicious is. Let alone can execute it with the precision and speed of a Nimbus 2000 and a seeker chasing the golden snitch. The real Daniel Radcliffe shows up spitting bars like Watsky, Mac Lethal, Mercules and Ritz, bitch all white boy fast wrappers if you're unfamiliar. You're welcome. Enjoy. Quote, you'll curse the world for the minute quantity of women's clothing that has fully functional normal sized pockets and from the disappointment comes the question, why is it that women's clothing almost never has practical pockets? Well, you wouldn't have guessed it. But the history of the woman's pocket is surprisingly political and has come to signifying the freedom and independence that women throughout history have fought to gain, end quote. That's intense. Shout out to our preamble episode if you're not familiar with how our country was fundamentally built by some rich white dudes who went by the term quote unquote, colonist, aka the founding fathers. It's a good one. Also, related unrelated to pockets, I want to just backtrack for a second for a little context because it's really actually super important for moving forward. We need to just clear the air, especially because this is a perception within our context perpetuated by a misunderstanding. We have this misunderstanding in our previous episodes, and it's really sat with me since. So I just wanna play a little game. I would do this with Allie if she were here, but you and I are gonna play together, okay? We're gonna play a little Simon Says trivia real quick. Tiny and I love Simon Says trivia. We play in the car all the time. It's super easy. We'll we'll just play together. Here we go, I'll show you. Simon Says, how many fingers do you have? I have 10, right? It's okay, so you tell me. Yep. I said Simon Says. Okay, thank you. Congratulations on your fingers. Simon Says, what's your eye color? Mine's brown. Simon says, what's your favorite line from Bob's Burgers? Mine is, why do they call you regular size Rudy? And Rudy says, just look at me. (laughs) Oh, Tiny, when I asked her that question, she said, when Tina has her anxiety attacks. And I was like, that would be your favorite, you psycho. (laughs) Cute, right? Okay, love this. So let's kick it up a notch. Simon says, tell me if you're a man or a woman or anywhere in between. I love that. Thank you so much for tuning in. Cisgender white woman checking in. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Simon says, tell me if you believe on a human level that men and women are equal in terms of basic human rights. Yeah, obviously, right? Oh my God. I literally can't believe that there are people who just said no. That breaks my fucking heart. And we, as the humans who all said yes, really have to be better about being up front about the yes if we ever hope to cure the cancer of sexism that's metastasizing in the heart of humanity. But, but, oh my god, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get heavy. We're playing a game. My bad. Simon says, tell me if you know the definition of feminism. Not like you've heard the term and now you think you know what it means. Simon says, be fucking honest, bro. Okay? (laughs) Okay. Have you ever looked up this term and philosophy to understand what it really means? Me either, until this research. Quick definition to level set for us. Feminist is defined as a person who supports feminism. Uh, uh, okay, um, that was helpful. That was great. Thank you for that helpful tidbit, Oxford. Let's try the definition of feminism then, and take a little peek C. Little peek C. Feminism is quote the advocacy of women's rights on the basis of equality of the sexes true feminism allows women to be equal to men end quote well thank you perrylake.org yes that is such a contextual fucking answer oh my god i love this i love this also shout out to a kid's book about feminism that's literally the title One of our favorite fucking books to reference as reading material for kids that explain the fundaments of equity from the philosophy of feminists, of true feminists. It's amazing. Also, small sidestep to one of my favorite shirts that says, my second favorite F word is feminism. But if you ask Tiny what my favorite F word is, she will proudly tell you that it's fuck. Check out any of our Tiny Taboos episodes. (laughs) I love her so much. I love her. Okay, so let me just break this down. Clearly, here at Taboos, we don't hate all men. We don't think that women are better at anything. We think that society has tipped the gender scales unevenly on both sides. And we have an entire show of content to prove that fact. And that's why I'm a feminist. I also have to offer, though, there is a different perspective to this, too. The term feminazi is real, okay? that I can't, yeah as is that mentality. But real doesn't mean it should be, nor that it should be perpetuated by any women or woman who claim to love other women. And also, it's absolutely outright offensive. Offensive because Nazis killed millions of innocent people for being of a different faith and complexion. If women Nazis were a concept out to eradicate the male species for existing, I assure you, the gender ratio would look very... Very different. Which is why, no matter how real, offensive people, outright offensive to even associate the two mentally, women don't have the drive to kill and control the way that men do. And honestly, I I have this theory that if Hitler had been a woman, World War I would have never been a fucking thing. I I really ask you, like, sit with my theory. Sit with it on 420 with a blunt if you want to, (laughs) because that's that motherfucker's birthday. Fun fact. But, okay. 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 Sorry. Back to our game. Last one. Simon says, tell me, do you consider yourself a feminist now that we've talked about it? (laughs) Okay, good. Because welcome to your new perspective on people forever. Don't shoot the messenger. Thanks for playing. Now back to this article from Medium. The next headliner is honestly why we all needed to be on the same feminist page. Because now... We all get to be mad about this shit together. (laughs) I'm so excited. Quote, a glimpse of gender equality through pockets. End quote. (laughs) I can't wait. Quote, throwback to the Middle Ages. Both men and women lugged around little pouches that were slung by rope, allowing them to carry any essentials around with them. Shout out again to the snack sack meaning you could easily access your pouch without having to throw off yards of material. In a sense, during this period, men and women were equal in terms of their rights to pockets, end quote. And I'd like to offer for the record, that's one of the only things that statement could be said about, and that needs to be known. That's one of the only things at the time that we had equity in was pockets. Mm -hmm. Perspectives always important. Along came the 17th century where it all changed. Quote, the idea of sewing these pouches right into your clothes, enabling the wearer to conceal the items they were carrying and keep them close to their bodies, giving birth to the pocket. End quote. Simon says, who gives birth? Quote, however, unlike men's pockets, which were easily accessible and sewn right into the linings of their coats, Waistcoats and breeches. Breeches! (laughs) Sorry, that word is instant serotonin for me. Women still had to rely on having separate pockets that sat underneath their petticoats. For context, the average 17th century woman wore a petticoat and two layers of undergarments. That seems excessive. That is two more layers of undergarment than I prefer. Thank you, ma'am. Her pockets would be tied around her waist in between her under petticoat and petticoat. And quote. There's me being a white girl rapper spitting bars like Daniel Rodcliffe. Hey, just kidding. No, but I do rap like Rit sometimes. Get some caffeine in me. Ask Allie and Nick. They'll tell you it's a good time. But OK, I want to explain this for us visually. If y'all aren't familiar with the anatomy of dresses. An under petticoat equals a linen, but lighter than the top linen that serves as a skirt. A petticoat equals a heavy, dense, protective cover for the skirt under, while also serving as the exterior of the dress. Okay, so hello, this is an audio podcast. I'm going to explain the. In the sketch that they have on the article, it's a very fucking ugly baby playing on the ground, and it, a <laughs> is a very fucking ugly baby. <laughs> I'm a terrible person. It's fine. And a ribcage down shot of a woman's body. This is the audio description of their stories. Dun dun. So, skirt, right? Cool. Okay. Now, imagine the top layer as a full wraparound apron because, hello, real. In order to access her pockets, the woman must first lift her entire apron level creating a fabric fupa like I've never known possible, simply to access her snack sacks that are the size of hornet's nests that are nestled at her sides. That's a lot of work for pockets. Quote, As women's fashion evolved in the 1790s, the pockets slowly began to revert to, having their, inner quote, pockets, on show to the world. And rightfully fucking so, it was dresses that had pockets? Uh, Shout out to every woman who has ever responded with, thanks, it has pockets, when somebody compliments their dress, because, girl, yes, I will always hype up dresses with pockets. Get that shit. Be proud. In turn, women opting for small decorative bags called, quote unquote, reticules. There it is. There it is. I hate, I hate that. Glad that we changed it to literally anything else. That word freaks me out. That could scarcely fit a hanky and a coin, end quote. Okay, 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 okay. We went from a hornet's nest-sized snack sack to a a one-tissue-and-a-quarter-sized bag? What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? This was essentially an embodiment of the fact that women had next to no access to money or property. Shout out again to our preamble episode where we've established that these are two of the three types of power in society, therefore wouldn't need a functional pocket. Quote, sorry, ladies, no power, no pockets. Tough break for being born with a vagina. Am I right? Quote, there are even rumors that during the French Revolution, both the external and internal pocket was banished from women's clothing, preventing them from concealing revolutionary material. Because how dare we? Women's pockets essentially disappeared because their hubby would carry all their money and necessities, end quote. I have to, okay, Celeste here, back for a second. Cute when we go to the bar or to a show, for sure. Please just love me and take my ID. Like, I don't want it. Put it in your wallet. I don't want to carry a fucking purse all the time. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's annoying and it's in the way and loud and then I have to keep track of it and it doesn't always listen to me and theft is real. It doesn't always go with my outfit. Sometimes it does this like weird thing with my cleavage because it's a crossbody. It does have a cute as fuck pair of knuckles on it that I will use the next time that I'm alone at the bear trap in Shingleton, Michigan, if I have to. Yes, ma'am, Sammy boy. She may be plastic, but she's got some feelings about the way you throw around the n-word and think you still have the right to breathe in my presence ever again. As well as Tiny's got a little Lego Venom keychain who travels with us and keeps us safe because he makes her smile, which makes me smile. But okay, the contents of what's on my purse is irrelevant. I don't always want to carry them, nor should I have to. Less cute, however, when it turns into a control thing. Shout out not only to our conservatorship episode, but also to the birthplace of financial misogyny as well as financial abuse in marriages and or hashtag FreeBritney. I pray to God in all her glory, honest to fucking God, that you never suffer financial abuse of any kind, but in a domestic situation especially. Always, always, always keep your own money. Like... Don't be sneaky and shady about it, you psycho. Joint is fine also, but have it. Have access to it. Have more money hidden from yourself somewhere so it's not so quick to grab and blow. Have money like like your own money. Just have it because there is nothing more helpless than not having money in this time, in this country, in this existence than not having your own money. Not for any other reason than we live in a world where unfortunately money has been amended to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and that's called internalized capitalism. Different episode you will not want to miss, okay? I fucking promise. External capitalism is shit too, to be clear. Also an episode. Wink, 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 wink. But speaking of money, see that full circle moment my ADHD just did? Ooh! love that journey for us I love that okay back to this article which actually is the ending from the quote that I was reading prior to my little tangent but it ended this paragraph and I honestly could not move beyond it so the article ended with quote after all women were meant to just sit at home drinking tea preparing meals for their husbands, and knitting little jumpers for their hordes of children, end quote, while paying the rent of being the image of beauty and grace by society's ideology. I love that for us, too. (laughs) Yes, yes, that's great. And also, the above is still a belief that is perpetuated and out there today, you guys. Remember all those sexist motherfuckers who said no and left at the beginning of the episode at the disclaimer because of their male fragility? (laughs) Yeah, those dudes are why you keep your own fucking money, ladies. And other dudes who are still here. Honestly, you do it too. Bitches are crazy sometimes, bro. And I can say that because I've been burned by just as many fucking women as I have been by men in terms of money. Yes, sir. Stay woke. You're welcome. Quote. The turn of the 20th century, however, brought on women's rebellions. Uh Uh-huh. Instruction manuals on how to sew pockets into your skirts became more and more popular as women increasingly sought after independence. Sewing pockets into our clothing was an act of rebellion. Sit with that. In the 1880s, there was a campaign led by the Rational Dress Society. (laughs) Yes, girl. Snaps all a fucking round. Fighting for women's clothing to be more functional. In 1910, a suffragette suit, which was an outfit with no less than six pockets, six motherfucking pockets, oh my god, became all the rage. Could you imagine what I could do with six pockets? Oh, oh my god, oh my god, I could take over the world with six pockets. But also, shout out to men's jackets for having internal breast pockets, but women who also have. Breasts literally do not have breast pockets, dot, dot, dot. And that math is just weird to me. Quote, as the world wars were started, (coughs) which wouldn't have happened if Hitler wasn't a Catholic white man. (coughs) Excuse me. I got a cough. Women turned to more practical clothing with trousers and large pockets, becoming the norm. Women were finally blessed with the pockets that they'd been campaigning for for years before end quote. Can we we all just acknowledge that one of the silver linings of World War II is the pocket for women? (laughs) Cool, cool, cool. The universe has a really sick sense of humor sometimes and I just need you to hear me fucking say that. Quote, you would think that this was the end of the pocket saga. (sighs) However, the patriarchy struck again and voila, Post-war women were expected to exude femininity and get rid of clumpy man styles that they'd been wearing while the men were away. Women's clothing became slimmer and slimmer, relegating the pocket to yet again become a man's object. As the handbag industry began to grow, pockets were no longer seen as a necessity for women. End quote. What? Why? 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 Why this? Why this? I just, I, we would just, we had him and then. But we stopped and why? This is just stupid. Fucking stupid. Quote, from the age of the skinny jean, the evolution of slim fit jacket pockets continued to be a contentious object for women. Not to mention the fact that mobile phones appear to be getting bigger and bigger while pockets continue to shrink. End quote. Women's pockets specifically. And then the article ended with this quote that I could not fucking pass up. It was just perfect. So here's me sharing that with you. Quote, all we're asking for is equality. Mm -mm, Hold on, time out. No, equity. But still. Why do men get to shove their phones, wallets, entire pizza boxes, elephants, and fucking houses down their pockets? Well, we continue to struggle to fit even one debit card in there. While pockets may seem like a trivial matter, they are the object that embody our patriarchal systems and sexist histories. Is pocket equality really too much to fucking ask for? End quote. I obviously embellished because is it? Is it too fucking much to ask for to be able to put my keys on my physical fucking body so I don't have to carry a purse? What? Real mad about that one so mad I even ripped my special guest notebook page awesome so there was that research about pockets you guys and I love all this I love all this sincerely pockets pocket equity 2021 let's fucking go I appreciate that we could talk about the way that we think about them and honestly maybe a few ways that we haven't thought about them before including last but not least my very favorite pocket that we must acknowledge But before we get into that, a little backstory here. My girl Des and I were talking about, I don't know, whatever the fuck. We were on an ADHD trip because we're magic like that. And I responded with a gif of Catherine Winnick, who plays not only Lagatha in Vikings, the show, but is easily the hottest fucking cast member in the entire show. And also shout out to Allie in a past life. Other fun fact. But okay, I responded with a gif of my girl sheathing her sword in response to some stupid ass shit that I had said, and it gave birth to this episode. Now we're caught up. So I wanted to talk about a sheath, okay? Or in Celeste terms, a weapon pocket, which is defined as a cover for the blade of a knife or a sword. And I just can't help but point out, it's really funny that it's called a sheath, isn't it? Bring back weapon pockets. And that was my research on pockets, you guys. So as always, we talk about what we learned here today as part of our show. So if you would like to reach out to us to let us know what you learned, you can connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at taboosthepod. We are just taboos on Facebook. We are also up on TikTok now at Taboo's Podcast and you can always shoot us an email at taboospodcast at gmail.com with any taboo topic suggestions or if you'd like to be a subject matter expert guest on a taboo topic, we certainly love that also. Just shoot us an email, connect with us. As well as, you're welcome to check out our Patreon. We have different beverage tiers that include bonus content and bloopers and all kinds of other miraculous shit that we love to do. And our T public page has all kinds of cute fucking merch. Um I'm not wearing my own merch today. I'm wearing, shout out to Dads on Dayquil and the Little Spoon Club. Love Little Spoon Club. Um, I feel like I got distracted by my shirt and don't remember what I was saying, but what I learned here today is actually truly not only the definition of feminism in a way that is more tangibly explained to adults by pure definition, uh, but also the history of pockets. I genuinely didn't know that pockets were so fucked up. So I really appreciate being on this educational journey with you guys today. I learned just as much here today as I think, i did when i wrote the episode to be honest just in different ways so yeah there's that i hope you enjoyed today's show and i honestly cannot wait to catch you on the fucking next one sex drive here we come see what i did there and as always do you be taboos